Okay, so today is episode three. Yes, we just started. So spread the news, let everybody know. And of course, suggest any topics that you think are relevant. Okay, so I wanted to just briefly talk about white lighting. You hear that a lot amongst the new age or, you know, metaphysical arenas, you know, readers primarily with Facebook groups and and other things. And I don't want to name groups because at this point I'm not here to talk about what those groups are doing. I'm here to talk about what you and I can uh, do to raise our vibrations, our personal energy in our spaces and help our friends and, uh, those we care about. So I don't really even remember the groups. Um, but, um, when I traverse the groups, I, I kind of like to just kind of just sit and wait a little while just to see what the, the, the vibe is there. And I have to tell you, and I'll save most of this for another, another podcast, but a lot of the times you have these groups trying to promote this positive energy and when I come into a group, yeah, I expect that positive energy. However, I find that it's more negative. It's sometimes stale. And I'm going to talk more about groups in another whole whole podcast, but I kind of just want to touch upon it because when you go in and if you're not a person who's a reader or have any extrasensory of sensory perception or abilities, you're not intuitive, you're not doing this for a living, you're not doing it as an active hobby, then you come in as someone looking for someone else to help you. You have someone, you you want to have someone to offer you direction. And so with that said, I noticed that when I go into the groups to offer my service, to offer my gift, to share and to kind of learn, I feel that I'm almost entering a dark room with the lights off. And these groups are often supposedly invented to promote high energy, a lot of light and love, but that's not what a lot of times that readers are feeling. And it's not just me, I've heard that with others. But today I wanna talk about white lighting, white lighting yourself and white lighting others. and why first of all what is white lighting and why it's good or is it good so let's get right into it so there is a misconception that the color itself of white is cleansing is pure you know no harm can come to you this is why we talk about white light right we all want to see that beautiful light at the end of the tunnel It's never green, it's never blue, it's never yellow. Everybody, and I find that very interesting, everybody has this white light fantasy, right? But for me, and I'm not, I'm also included in this. I mean, we grew up with this. Again, more of the things that we grew up with, right? And so by the way, don't forget to check out our Facebook page, Empathy Sacred Soul Talk. That's the Facebook group, so go on over there. But white lighting. Now, I've had readings myself, 
and readings have uh, readers have said to me you know you need to white light yourself and i really i kind of sat in my reading and although it's funny when we sit in our readings we are present in body but sometimes half of us or part of us or portion some some point thereof flows away and we check out and i'm aware of that as a reader and i'll tell you why because we're getting inundated with so much information our brains are only capturing what we want to hear what we want to know and when i'm told to white light myself i think that's interesting but i have never done it i've never white lighted myself and there's a reason for that that's part of the misconception that all light all white light is beautiful and and bouncy and soft and we think of it like the clouds and the light at the end of the tunnel and if we see god he's going to come as a piercing light but yet that differentiates from what the bible says the burning bush it's red and fiery and it has you know some color but it's also blinded um so you know maybe there's some kind of interpretation issue but for me white lighting i just never felt comfortable white lighting myself um but i have saged and so there's discrepancies about saging as well so when you white light somebody that's getting either a holy candle you can get them at the dollar store sometimes or you can think you get it even better with the Jesus and Mary stickers on them or you can just get a plain white candle. You can obviously say some type of grace or some type of for some people they say spells. I am not even talking about Wicca uh Wiccan or anything like that. But if you you know get a white candle and you're white lighting yourself, it's simply just putting a photo of yourself or putting the the candle near you or around you. I find that if you put them around you, it's more reminiscent of a ritual and that's something I'm not willing to do. Um, but if you have a photo of yourself with just you in it, you can actually white light your photo. Of course, one would say can you use a candle? That's a fire hazard perhaps, or maybe you should be just using a soft flickering um electronic i don't know like their battery operated flicker lights whatever they mimic candles so i don't know for me i think the real is is for me but that's me you do you but white lighting is that simple but is it that simple because also when you're white lighting something you're keeping all things away and removed from you but you are also encompassing what is already within you so it's kind of like containing what is inside you so it can't get out so when you're white lighting you're actually keeping everything out but you're keeping everything in you have to decide if that's something you want are you aiming to white light to purify to keep things out but also remember you're also keeping whatever is in in it cannot come out cuz it's like a barrier it's like a barrier you're trying to white light yourself to keep things out 
but you are also keeping things in. So think about that white lighting and, and, and focus on that um, a little bit less um, because you can keep things, say, maybe negative energy that's already within you. You can keep that in you doing white lighting on yourself, but you're also keeping things out. So what is your aim? What is your goal? Now, I have never white-lighted myself, not because I even researched it or I thought twice about it. Just in a very natural way, I was not going to be white-lighting myself at all. It just didn't feel right. I never even tried to do it. It just struck me as something that I should dismiss. However, as a reader I have now as someone with abilities natural abilities to kind of perceive things within people I have white lighted other people um, I have offered to white light other people I have advised people to white light others but I have not really thought of it white having someone white light themselves now someone else might be different they might say that's a good idea for me not so much um, and that's the misconception that everything white is pure everything white is good everything white makes it right now just remember what i said white lighting keeps everything out it kind of shuts the door and cocoons you, but it also keeps what is already within you in there. So within that energy realm, you already may have some negativity. You already may have some, you know, freeloaders. You may have some spiritual uh, damage. You might have some spiritual heaviness that cannot be uh, removed in that manner. So how, how is it good? Well, like I said, white lighting can be good if you are A, in the right state of mind and energy, body and soul, to advise someone else to white light someone else they know. For instance, if someone comes to you and they, they're having all these issues with a, another person and they're finding that when involved with that other person, whoever that may be, they experience a downward slope of high energy, of good things, of, of bringing in and attracting better, higher resonance of things. Then you could say to that person, then maybe you should light white light him or her in a photo. Or you can also advise somebody to white light their friend or family member, whoever the situation may be, themselves. So they can also call up or or text their friend and say, hey, why don't you white light your, yourself? You know, um, do that, you know. Um, so that would, that would be secondary and lastly, but, you know, having you white light uh, for someone else I think is beneficial. It's almost like a little bit more distance. The energy has to travel and that that whole thing about 
trying to fix your own self and in the energy world alone is kind of um, dissipated because you're actually, you know, using your good energy and your good moves and your intentions to be able to white light that other third party person. Um, so I find that can be safe. Now, when you start to white light yourself, anybody starts to white light themselves. They have to be a very powerful and knowing being. So you really have to know your own scope of your own your own energy. What soul level are you on? If you don't know or you have an idea, those are two different ball games. Uh, I wouldn't advise like a novice to try to white light themselves unless they really feel that whatever it is, you know, within them is in, you know, not inside them, not inside their personal space. Um, and that can be tricky because if you're white lighting yourself in your home, well, then those are personal spaces as well. They can be construed as personal spaces. And so when we think of white lighting, a lot of other people, there's another group of people that will use sage. Now, I have used sage in my own life and I, I have a, I'm not really sure. I'm still on the fence about sage. You know, we know that it's a purifying, um, scent, you know, it, it, sage is a very pungent scent. And we know that when there's evil around or an evil source, things are stinky. Things are heavy. Um, the atmosphere is just different when you're in the presence of someone evil. Or someone that, and evil is a strong word, so if you're in the present of someone or something that wants to do you harm, think about it. The hairs on your arms raise, you feel like a tension within your, your solar plexus, um, sometimes you can get headaches, you feel more aggressive or, or uneasy, excitable, think about it. When you smell something that's no good, it's it's a bacteria, it's it's something festering. So when you sage something and you're you know using sage to clear your spaces, yes, it can be good to move energy around because anything that's stagnant and old and and wanting to do the no good, you know, no good for you is is kind of gonna want to move. And it's naturally gonna want to move because the the room or the space that you're in is filling up with the good. So either you're you're gonna magically drop your sage and it's gonna burn out or, or fizzle out, or the doorbell rings and miraculously, you know, you go to your front door and open it and there's nobody there, or there is somebody there and it's just perfect timing, you're gonna find obstacles in white lighting your area, especially if something is so present that it doesn't want it to go down, right? So that's a dead giveaway. And so if you're experiencing things like that, where you, you know, you can't get the sage, the sage is every time you try to get one, it never happens, you know, you'll see like obstacles showing themselves in a funny way. And you should take note of that and say to yourself, hmm, something could be maybe more powerful that, that I might need to remedy my poor energy in my home. And there's so many different things that you can do. It's not a religious thing. It's a spiritual thing. So there's so many things that you can do. And when we talk about spirituality, it's almost 
you, you really have to think about spirituality, AKA belief. You have to believe in what you do with conviction to make it make sense in the universe. You know, believe it and it makes sense in the universe. So staging your home can actually move those stagnant energies. But again, it's a form of white light. So remember, whatever you're moving in, in the rooms can return in a certain period of time. So for instance, I don't necessarily believe that once you sage one room, um, you're, you're good to go for the next, you know, all the energy, the stagnant, the, the bacteria, the, the smelliness, the heaviness, the stale energy. I don't necessarily believe that isn't going to come back. However, I do believe that there's a certain time frame in which that you can research and find out the ways that you can um, help that move a little bit better in terms of not, you know, clearing that space out for a longer period of time, if that makes sense. So white saging is a form of white lighting. So you can sage your spaces, but understand that I believe for me personally, it is short term and would have to be revisited many, many times in terms of having that energy not return to that room. So, and that's just something as simple as beautifying your immediate area. Anytime you beautify and, you know, clean the area that you're in, you're, you're actually purifying it. You know, if you put flowers out and they instantly die, I know it's a joke and it's always in horror movies and we all think that's like a cliche, but it's true. It's true. It's a cue to take and go, hmm, that needs to be different. Something else needs to be here and more powerful. So we all like beauty and, and beauty is the opposing or the opposition of the devil or the evil. So you want to, and I don't want to make this suspenseful. I want to share that, you know, everything you try to beautify, as long as it has good intentions behind it, or you have a flow to it, and it comes in a natural sense and there's ways to make it come in a natural sense. You know, you don't have to force it. You uh, open yourself up and you, you speak to yourself and you invite the good energy that's around you to multiply. And so if you're putting beauty out in front of you, in your room, in your spaces and inside your heart, which has to come first, it'll all be white lighted in a more natural way. So there's white lighting with a candle, sage, white lighting is, is saging. You can do that. I think sometimes people do the Palto, uh, Palto Santo. It's another, it's like a bark. Um, they use that. I don't use a lot because my husband happens to be asthmatic. So anytime I get anything too pungent, um, he just starts sneezing and coughing and, and it's like, ah, and sometimes I laugh to myself and say, maybe the, the bad energy is in with him, but people have medical issues. And with that being said, you can't really push away, um, them, you know, and have an uncomfortable surroundings because of them. So when you want a white light, you simply have to start with them. So here's one quick, um, thing I would suggest that I do. 
myself is I start with my own heart. I speak to myself internally. And I, I always think about colors. So you can actually think about colors. Colors, colors, not just white light, colors, beautiful colors. It can be a way and form to invite that feeling or that um, energy of white light, quote unquote, white lighting. Uh, and you don't have to think magic because, you know, there's some powerful people out there. There's some powerful people that know far deeper things than you and I. However, if we keep it simple and you start with your heart and you look at colors and beauty and surround yourself in that manner and be be honest about it and always think about how you can clean or cleanse your aura, which is always starting with the mind and body and your surroundings. That also starts with the physical act. You can really look at a lot of ways that you can eliminate things. And you'll also see in, in the process, you'll also see things, you know, obstacles may come up for some people where your energy is met with another kind of energy so maybe a little negativity and you'll see you know your flowers die faster the air is more stagnant in your home or in a certain area in your home a feeling when you walk into a room in a certain part of your home doesn't feel as good or as natural as say another part a person can come into your home and bring their junk with them their energy their junk energy and you have to be able to first start within your own heart and so white lighting is also for me about a mental thing that you can do without actually doing the act like getting a candle and putting your your framed beautiful picture of just you your favorite picture and putting a, a nice little candle near you um, you know, to the side of your picture or to the front of your picture. If that's all great, you can buy sage from anywhere. You can, you know, bless your house that way. But understand the negative energy can move and shift to suit that room and return at another point. So that's not a permanent thing. Protect yourself from within. And that's with uh, prayer and that's with meditation and also 100% white lighting yourself with intention. So that's how you can make white lighting good versus bad. Not just thinking that if you white light yourself, you are protecting yourself. You are actually sealing in some of that stuff that actually may you may be harboring inside you. So think first, clear out those cobwebs and those places within you that uh, you know need to be cleared away first. Start with the heart and um, heart-based thinking and um, so then outwardly surround yourself with beauty, uh, cleansing things and come from a place not of conceit or of greed but from love of life and love of the creator, whoever that may be for you. Uh, I know who it is for me or what it is for me and meld that together, blend that together first before you try to use some of these uh, quote unquote tricks 
of the trade from uh, the metaphysical world, you know, um, then you can go on to that. But especially if you're a novice, you shouldn't be trying to do uh, white lighting. It's no different than you trying to do some type of spells in the darker side. So if you're thinking, you know, you want to you know, be a little bit mischievous and you want to be like, that person deserves and point a finger, you also are creating an aura. So think about it. You can't believe in one and not realize the other exists too. There's a yin and a yang for everything. There's one side and there's another side, always. And so you really have to look inside first and then look outside after. So inside heart-based, outside the physical then you can get your your candles and and your your photos and your meditation and do your outward outward stuff that matches to to be with the inside so that was our episode three white lighting yourself and others uh use it carefully um think about colors the spectrum of the colors of the rainbow the colors are in your chakra your aura radiates colors and yes white is in there but it's never all white so think on that that's why we have colors our bodies eat colors we we, we ingest colorful food we ingest colorful things our eyes see in color colorful things all in nature there's all an array of colors there would be no different than you to believe and understand that white lighting is a very narrow road and it, it doesn't it doesn't open two ways it closes closes off the outside closes what's in inside all right thank you for joining us remember to come back uh, i try to do an episode or two um every every week uh, I'm trying to do more so that I can get more out there, um, but I don't want it to ever feel like a job, right? So I don't want to feel like it's a job. I want to feel like I'm sharing with you. And if you have some topic or some questions that you want to um, hear me talk about and share with you, um, by all means, comment them. Go over to the uh, Facebook page, Empathy Sacred Soul Talk, and post it there. Post it um in the comments on the podcast itself and I will see you soon. Chasito. Okay, so today is episode three. Yes, we just started. So spread the news, let everybody know, and of course, suggest any topics that you think are relevant. Okay, so I wanted to just briefly talk about white lighting. You hear that a lot amongst the new age or, you know, metaphysical arenas, you know, readers primarily with Facebook groups and and other things and I don't want to name groups because at this point I'm not here to talk about what those groups are doing I'm here to talk about what you and I can uh, do to raise our vibrations our personal energy in our spaces and help our friends and uh, those we care about so 
I don't really even remember the groups, um, but um, when I traverse the groups, I, I kind of like to just kind of just sit and wait a little while just to see what the, the, the vibe is there. And I have to tell you, and I'll save most of this for another another podcast, but a lot of the times you have these groups trying to promote this positive energy. And when I come into a group, yeah, I expect that positive energy. However, I find that it's more negative. It's sometimes stale. And I'm going to talk more about groups in another whole whole podcast, but I kind of just want to touch upon it because when you go in and if you're not a person who's a reader or have any extrasensory sensory perception or abilities, you're not intuitive, you're not doing this for a living, you're not doing it as an active hobby, then you come in as someone looking for someone else to help you. You have someone, you, you want to have someone to offer you direction. And so with that said, I noticed that when I go into the groups to offer my service, to offer my gift, to share and to kind of learn, I feel that I'm almost entering a dark room with the lights off. And these groups are often supposedly invented to promote high energy, a lot of light and love, but that's not what a lot of times that readers are feeling. And it's not just me, I've heard that with others. But today I want to talk about white lighting, white lighting yourself and white lighting others. And why, first of all, what is white lighting and why it's good or is it good? So let's get right into it. So there is a misconception that the color itself of white is cleansing, is pure. You know, no harm can come to you. This is why we talk about white light, right? We all want to see that beautiful light at the end of the tunnel. It's never green. It's never blue. It's never yellow. Everybody, and I find that very interesting, everybody has this white light fantasy, right? But for me, and I'm not, I'm also included in this. I mean, we grew up with this. Again, more of the things that we grew up with, right? And so, by the way, don't forget to check out our Facebook page, Empathy Sacred Soul Talk. That's the Facebook group. So go on over there. But white lighting. Now, I've had readings myself and readings have readers have said to me, you know, you need to white light yourself. And I really, I kind of sat in my reading and although it's funny when we sit in our readings, we are present in body, but sometimes half of us or part of us or portion some, some point thereof flows away and we check out. And I'm aware of that as a reader. And I'll tell you why, because we're getting inundated with so much information. Our brains are only capturing what we want to hear, what we want to know. And when I'm told to white light myself, I think that's interesting, but I have never done it. I've never white lighted myself. And there's a reason for that. That's part of the misconception that all light, all white light is beautiful and, and bouncy and soft 
and we think of it like the clouds and the light at the end of the tunnel. And if we see God, he's going to come as a piercing light. But yet that differentiates from what the Bible says, the burning bush, it's red and fiery and it has, you know, some color, but it's also blinded. Um, so, you know, maybe there's some kind of interpretation issue, but for me, white lighting, I just never felt comfortable white lighting myself. Um, but I have saged and so there's discrepancies about saging as well. So when you white light somebody that's getting either a holy candle, you can get them at the dollar store sometimes, or you can think you get it even better with the Jesus and Mary stickers on them, or you can just get a plain white candle. You can obviously say some type of grace or some type of, for some people, they say spells. I am not even talking about Wiccan or anything like that. But if you, you know, get a white candle and you're white lighting yourself, it's simply just putting a photo of yourself or putting the, the candle near you or around you. I find that if you put them around you, it's more reminiscent of our ritual. And that's something I'm not willing to do. Um, but if you have a photo of yourself with just you in it, you can actually white light your photo. Of course, one would say, can you use a candle? That's a fire hazard, perhaps. Or maybe you should be just using a soft flickering um, electronic, I don't know, like their battery operated flicker lights, whatever, they mimic candles. So I don't know. For me, I think the real is, is for me, but that's me. You do you. But white lighting is that simple. But is it that simple? Because also when you're white lighting something, you're keeping all things away and removed from you. But you are also encompassing what is already within you. So it's kind of like containing what is inside you so it can't get out. So when you're white lighting, you're actually keeping everything out, but you're keeping everything in. You have to decide if that's something you want. Are you aiming to white light, to purify, to keep things out? But also remember, you're also keeping whatever is in, in. It cannot come out because it's like a barrier. It's like a barrier. You're trying to white light yourself to keep things out but you are also keeping things in. So think about that white lighting and, and, and focus on that um, a little bit less um, because you can keep things, say, maybe negative energy that's already within you. You can keep that in you doing white lighting on yourself, but you're also keeping things out. So what is your aim? What is your goal? Now, I have never white-lighted myself, not because I even researched it or I thought twice about it. Just in a very natural way, I was not going to be white-lighting myself at all. It just didn't feel right. I never even tried to do it. It just struck me as something that I should dismiss. However, as a 
reader I have, now as someone with abilities, natural abilities, to kind of perceive things within people, I have white-lighted other people. Um, I have offered to white-light other people. I have advised people to white-light others, but I have not really thought of it white having someone white light themselves now someone else might be different they might say that's a good idea for me not so much um and that's the misconception that everything white is pure everything white is good everything white makes it right now just remember what i said white lighting keeps everything out it kind of shuts the door and cocoons you, but it also keeps what is already within you in there. So within that energy realm, you already may have some negativity. You already may have some, you know, freeloaders. You may have some spiritual uh, damage. You might have some spiritual heaviness that cannot be uh, removed in that manner. So how, how is it good? Well, like I said, white lighting can be good if you are A, in the right state of mind and energy, body and soul, to advise someone else to white light someone else they know. For instance, if someone comes to you and they, they're having all these issues with a, another person and they're finding that when involved with that other person, whoever that may be, they experience a downward slope of high energy, of good things, of, of bringing in and attracting better, higher resonance of things. Then you could say to that person, then maybe you should light white light him or her in a photo. Or you can also advise somebody to white light their friend or family member, whoever the situation may be, themselves. So they can also call up or or text their friend and say, hey, why don't you white light your, yourself? You know, um, do that, you know. Um, so that would, that would be secondary and lastly, but, you know, having you white light uh, stuff for someone else I think is beneficial. It's almost like a little bit more distance. The energy has to travel and that that whole thing about trying to fix your own self and in, in the energy world alone is kind of um, dissipated because you're actually, you know, using your good energy and your good moves and your intentions to be able to white light that other third party person. Um, so I find that can be safe. Now, when you start to white light yourself, anybody starts to white light themselves. They have to be a very powerful and knowing being. So you really have to know your own scope of your own, your own energy. What soul level are you on? If you don't know or you have an idea, those are two different ball games. Uh, I wouldn't advise like a novice to try to white light themselves unless they really feel that whatever it is, you know, within them is 
in, you know, not inside them, not inside their personal space. Um, and that can be tricky because if you're white lighting yourself in your home, well, then those are personal spaces as well. They can be construed as personal spaces. And so when we think of white lighting, a lot of other people, there's another group of people that will use sage. Now I have used sage in my own life and I, I have a, I'm not really sure. I'm still on the fence about sage. You know, we know that it's a purifying, um, scent, you know, it, it, sage is a very pungent scent. And we know that when there's evil around or an evil source, things are stinky. Things are heavy. Um, the atmosphere is just different when you're in the presence of someone evil or someone that, and evil is a strong word, so if you're in the present of someone or something that wants to do you harm, think about it. The hairs on your arms raise, you feel like a tension within your, your solar plexus, um, sometimes you can get headaches, you feel more aggressive or, or uneasy, excitable, think about it. When you smell something that's no good, it's it's a bacteria, it's it's something festering. So when you sage something and you're you know using sage to clear your spaces, yes, it can be good to move energy around because anything that's stagnant and old and and wanting to do the no good, you know, no good for you is is kind of gonna wanna move. And it's naturally gonna wanna move because the the room or the space that you're in is filling up with the good. So either you're you're gonna magically drop your sage and it's gonna burn out or, or fizzle out, or the doorbell rings and miraculously, you know, you go to your front door and open it and there's nobody there, or there is somebody there and it's just perfect timing, you're gonna find obstacles in white lighting your area, especially if something is so present that it doesn't want it to go down, right? So that's a dead giveaway. And so if you're experiencing things like that, where you, you know, you can't get the sage, the sage is every time you try to get one, it never happens, you know, you'll see like obstacles showing themselves in a funny way. And you should take note of that and say to yourself, hmm, something could be maybe more powerful that, that I might need to remedy my poor energy in my home. And there's so many different things that you can do. It's not a religious thing, it's a spiritual thing. So there's so many things that you can do. And when we talk about spirituality, it's almost, you, you really have to think about spirituality, AKA belief. You have to believe in what you do with conviction to make it make sense in the universe. You know, believe it and it makes sense in the universe. So saging your home can actually move those stagnant energies. But again, it's a form of white light. So remember, whatever you're moving in, in the rooms can return in a certain period of time. So for instance, I don't necessarily believe that once you sage one room, um, you're, you're good to go for the next, you know, all the energy, the stagnant, the, the bacteria, the, the smelliness, the heaviness, the stale energy 
I don't necessarily believe that isn't going to come back. However, I do believe that there's a certain time frame in which that you can research and find out the ways that you can um, help that move a little bit better in terms of not, you know, clearing that space out for a longer period of time, if that makes sense. So if white saging is a form of white lighting. So you can sage your spaces, but I understand that I believe for me personally, it is short term and would have to be revisited many, many times in terms of having that energy not return to that room. So, and that's just something as simple as beautifying your immediate area. Anytime you beautify and, you know, clean the area that you're in, you're, you're actually purifying it. You know, if you put flowers out and they instantly die, I know it's a joke and it's always in horror movies and we all think that's like a cliche, but it's true. It's true. It's a cue to take and go, hmm. That needs to be different. Something else needs to be here and more powerful. So we all like beauty and, and beauty is the opposing or the opposition of the devil or the evil. So you want to, and I don't want to make this suspenseful. I want to share that, you know, everything you try to beautify, as long as it has good intentions behind it, or you have a flow to it, and it comes in a natural sense and there's ways to make it come in a natural sense. You know, you don't have to force it. You uh, open yourself up and you, you speak to yourself and you invite the good energy that's around you to multiply. And so if you're putting beauty out in front of you, in your room, in your spaces and inside your heart, which has to come first, it'll all be white lighted in a more natural way. So there's white lighting with a candle, sage, white lighting is, is saging. You can do that. I think sometimes people do the Palto, uh, Palto Santo. It's another, it's like a bark. Um, they use that. I don't use a lot because my husband happens to be asthmatic. So anytime I get anything too pungent, um, he just starts sneezing and coughing and, and it's like, ah, and sometimes I laugh to myself and say, maybe the, the bad energy is in with him, but people have medical issues. And with that being said, you can't really push away, um, them, you know, and have an uncomfortable surroundings because of them. So when you want a white light, you simply have to start with them. So here's one quick, um, thing I would suggest that I do myself is I start with my own heart. I speak to myself internally and I, I always think about colors. So you can actually think about colors, 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 not just white light, colors, beautiful colors. It can be a way and form to invite that feeling or that um, energy of white light, quote unquote, white lighting. Uh, and you don't have to think magic because, you know, there's some powerful people out there. There's some powerful people that know far deeper things than you and I. However, if we keep it simple and you start with your heart and you look at colors and beauty and surround yourself in that manner and be, be honest about it 
and always think about how you can clean or cleanse your aura, which is always starting with the mind and body and your surroundings. That also starts with the physical act. You can really look at a lot of ways that you can eliminate things. And you'll also see in, in the process, you'll also see things, you know, obstacles may come up for some people where your energy is met with another kind of energy. So maybe a little negativity and you'll see, you know, your flowers die faster. The air is more stagnant in your home or in a certain area in your home. A feeling when you walk into a room in a certain part of your home doesn't feel as good or as natural as say another part. A person can come into your home and bring their junk with them, their energy, their junk energy. And you have to be able to first start within your own heart. And so white lighting is also for me about a mental thing that you can do without actually doing the act, like getting a candle and putting your, your framed beautiful picture of just you, your favorite picture and putting a, a nice little candle near you um, you know, to the side of your picture or to the front of your picture. If that's all great, you can buy sage from anywhere. You can, you know, bless your house that way, but understand the negative energy can move and shift to suit that room and return at another point. So that's not a permanent thing. Protect yourself from within and that's with uh, prayer and that's with meditation and also 100% white lighting yourself with intention. So that's how you can make white lighting good versus bad. Not just thinking that if you white light yourself, you're protecting yourself. You are actually sealing in some of that stuff that actually may you may be harboring inside you. So think first, clear out those cobwebs and those places within you that uh, you know need to be cleared away first. Start with the heart and um, heart-based thinking and um, so then outwardly surround yourself with beauty, uh, cleansing things and come from a place not of conceit or of greed but from love of life and love of the creator, whoever that may be for you. Uh, I know who it is for me or what it is for me and meld that together, blend that together first before you try to use some of these uh, quote unquote tricks of the trade from uh, the metaphysical world, you know, um, then you can go on to that. But especially if you're a novice, you shouldn't be trying to do uh, white lighting, it's no different than you trying to do some type of spells in the darker side. So if you're thinking, you know, you want to, you know, be a little bit mischievous and you want to be like that person deserves and point a finger, you also are creating an aura. So think about it. You can't believe in one and not realize the other exists too. There's a yin and a yang for everything. There's one side and there's another side always. And so you really have to look inside first and then look outside after. So inside heart-based, outside the physical. Then you can get your, your candles and, and your, your 
photos and your meditation and do your outward outward stuff that matches to to be with the inside so that was our episode three white lighting yourself and others uh use it carefully um think about colors the spectrum of the colors of the rainbow the colors are in your chakra your aura radiates colors and yes white is in there but it's never all white so think on that that's why we have colors our bodies eat colors we 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 ingest colorful food we ingest colorful things our eyes see in color colorful things all in nature there's all an array of colors there would be no different than you to believe and understand that white lighting is a very narrow road and it, it doesn't it doesn't open two ways it closes closes off the outside closes what's in inside all right thank you for joining us remember to come back uh i try to do an episode or two um every every week uh i'm trying to do more so that i can get more out there um but i don't want it to ever feel like a job right so i don't want to feel like it's a job i want to feel like i'm sharing with you and if you have some topic or some questions that you want to um hear me talk about and share with you um by all means comment them go over to the uh facebook page empathy sacred soul talk and post it there post it um in the comments on the podcast itself and i will see you soon chasito just before you go i wanted to let you know that if you were so inclined to try your very own sacred soul portrait that's a visual reading so i combine both the uh visual and the uh speaking and telling you about your reading uh, i blend it all into one and you actually have something that you can take and keep with you similar to automatic writing when you have a reader who writes down her reading for you and tears her sheet off and hands it to you this is a visual uh, representation of your reading and you can get yours two ways you can just comment below in the comments for this podcast wherever they are or you can go over to luxenvixendesigns.com that's luxen l u x e n vixen v i x e n designs d e s igns.com so lux and dixon designs hopefully i spelled that right wow okay so go over there and you'll see if you scroll down that sacred soul portrait button is there there's two ways to choose from there you can have one in email and download instantly or you can have yours framed and uh sent to you by snail mail so postal mail all right Be well and see you in the next episode. Bye.